This is the Animalia Podcast, an audio and photo blog series about wildlife and animals on our shared planet. I'm your host and producer, Anna Miller. There's been a mass migration happening in New England these past few weeks, and it could be happening right under your own nose, or maybe even in your own driveway while you're sleeping. Welcome to episode one. It's a rainy spring night in Keene, New Hampshire, as the sun begins to set. Raindrops fall on my windshield, and it's a steady 43 degrees outside. It's wet, it's dark, and the snow has melted. Conditions are perfect. This might seem like really crummy weather, but this is exactly the kind of night that salamanders and frogs have been waiting for. They're just waking up from hibernating all winter long, and they're making the annual journey to nearby wetlands and vernal pools to mate and lay eggs. This is the amphibian migration season in New Hampshire, and tonight, they're going to be on the move. But here lies the problem. These frogs and salamanders will likely have to cross a few roads to get there, and the odds are really not in their favor. Hopping across pavement is a little bit like Russian roulette, and each year, countless numbers of amphibians are killed by cars. And that's where the Salamander Crossing Brigade comes in. It's a hardy group of locals who go out on rainy nights to move salamanders and frogs off the road. Oh, I'm sure that many people think that we're crazy for doing it, yeah. I mean, for some people, even though they see the value in it, it's just not their cup of tea. But the people who who love it, they come back year after year, and it becomes a real tradition. It's like a a community of salamander people, which is really cool. But I, I can totally understand why many other people wouldn't want to do this. (laughs) That's Brett Thielen, the science director for the Harris Center for Conservation Education. She leads citizen science programs in the region, including the volunteers, or salamander people, who are out here tonight. Have you been out for a crossing before? I have not. This is my first. Okay, welcome. Brett is out here almost every rainy night. She wears a reflective vest and holds a flashlight, scanning the pavement for any creatures that might need a hand. Basically, we're just going to walk back and forth down the road, shining our flashlights and looking for frogs in the road and salamanders and picking them up when we see them and keeping count of what we find by species and whether they're alive or dead. And in fact, I see a wood frog, so I'm going to kind of hustle up there to grab that before any cars come through. And she's constantly on the move. It's honestly hard to keep up with her. She jogs up and down the road in her swishy rain pants, gently picking up frogs in both hands and carrying them to the other side, making sure that the animal's still going in the same direction as before. Got another wood frog. And that's actually important. Some of these frogs are crossing the road to go to the vernal pools to breathe, and others are migrating out of the vernal pools and going back to the woods where they spend most of their lives. Brett marks each amphibian species on her clipboard and also includes their direction of travel. So here's a peeper that was inbound. Brett has been out here for years, but she still gets excited on nights like this. I ask her if she's a soft spot for one species in particular. Uh, I love them all. I really admire wood frogs for their tenacity and their ability to come out on these really cold early spring nights when you can't imagine that any amphibian could possibly be stirring, and yet there they are. And toads are so cool because they always look grumpy. And I love that about them. 
And everybody loves spotted salamanders because they're incredible. They're really charismatic. They have the most serene smiles, these incredible yellow polka dots. So they're always everybody's favorite too, and they're mine too. So I guess I have four or five favorites. It's good to have many favorites, right? <laughs> Instead of just the one. Brett isn't alone out here on this rainy night. There's a handful of fellow volunteers out here doing the same exact thing, picking up frogs with the same level of enthusiasm. Oh, hi. How are you? We're going to help this. Here is a nice wood frog, I believe. Let's take a closer look. Oh, beautiful. They are beautiful. What do they feel like? Oh, really soft, really soft. This one's squishy as an Easter candy, <laughs> but a little colder. <laughs> My name is Bill Stroop, and I am a Salamander Crossing Brigadier from Keene, New Hampshire. <laughs> One thing I like about the Crossing Brigades is that it turns upside down your sense of what's good weather. Because most of the time, you know, people think of good weather as it's 72 and you just want to, you know, have a margarita and uh, put up your feet. But now it can be 49 and rainy and I think, here we go, you know. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's kind of a nice gift of spring. I shine the light on myself so that they know that we're here. Hi guys. Most people are nice. Every now and then they come tearing by, you know, in a hurry or think they are. <laughs> Do people in the community know why you're out here for the most part? Sometimes it's really sweet. They, uh, uh, I've, we've had a couple occasions when in the last few years that we've been doing this where someone will stop and they might even be just live just down the street from a place where there's spotted salamanders and and wood frogs and uh, spring peepers and uh, Jefferson salamanders and others but especially the spotted salamanders they've never if they've never seen them before uh, they just can't believe that they live so close to such a beautiful creature and it's really special to uh, to see them stop like that. And sometimes people will get out and want to help but you worry about them because they might be in high heels or wearing all black. <laughs> you worry, like, okay, uh, don't get hit. <laughs> Whenever I see a car and the car comes right after we've crossed somebody, like Brett's about to cross a, a wood frog up here, um, it always makes me feel good because I think, okay, that's one that might not have got uh, squished. But I'm usually out with my 14-year-old uh, daughter and my 10-year-old son, who are usually out, but they're feeling kind of cold and already showered and not quite up to it tonight. But they like it a lot, too. They, they realize how much they're learning about the animals and, uh, and trying to help them. I think what it's taught me is that if I really don't have to go someplace on a, on a rainy night in the spring after the ground is clear, like a, you know one little ingredient that I could probably do without for a dish, I try not to drive. That's one thing that's truly changed for me besides loving the animals. It's just, you know, you can really, one car uh, on a little errand that seemed so important at the time can really squish a lot of friends. Even with a bunch of volunteers out here combing the streets tonight, it's still impossible to keep all the frogs and salamanders safe. Brett bends down and picks up a frog that's been flattened on the road. It's about a foot away from the edge of the pavement and was almost in the clear to enter the vernal pool. Aww. Almost made it. It didn't make it. It sucks. You know, like how many cars have come through here? Barely any. And still they're getting hit.
Only the frog's leg is recognizable and intact. The rest of the body is mangled, with its organs falling out onto the pavement. She tosses the frog's body to the side of the road so that scavengers such as raccoons won't get hit by cars too. And then she marks the frog fatality on her clipboard. Right now, it's just one frog, but this is representative of what's going on on a bigger scale. There was a study in New Jersey that's found that an average rate of 15 cars per hour was enough to kill more than half of the amphibians that were on that road. And 15 cars per hour is not very many. Saving a couple dozen frogs and salamanders in a single night might seem like a drop in the bucket, but it's important to recognize the long-term impact. A spotted salamander can live up to 30 years, and that means there are decades when the animal can breed and boost a population. When a salamander is killed by a car, we're not just losing out on one salamander, but the multiple generations that would have been created. There are hundreds, if not thousands, that are dying on the roads every rainy night, and the ones who are dying are the breeding adults. Um, so salamanders, spotted salamanders are, are fairly long-lived species. They're breeding in wetlands that dry up each year, and so in any given year, there's a pretty good chance that that vernal pool will dry up before their eggs hatch and their young mature and are ready for life on land. So it's not uncommon for them to have years of kind of catastrophic breeding failure. And so if you remove those breeding adults from the population, then over time you might not have spotted salamanders anymore. And then of course you could also make the argument, you know, that every individual is worthy just because they're a being who's alive that um, is deserving of our care. But I do think there's a scientific argument too for really making sure to protect the breeding adults of the populations of long-lived species. And cars aren't the only things hurting amphibians these days. In fact, researchers believe that in the last 30 years, an estimated 200 amphibian species have gone extinct. Globally, amphibians are in decline. They're struggling particularly from habitat loss and disease. And certainly climate change will continue to play a role in the spread of disease, the impact of the diseases, and also for, for our local amphibians and that are breeding in vernal pools, temporary wetlands, how long will those pools hold water each year? Will it hold water long enough for the young salamanders and frogs to metamorphose and, and get out of that pool in time for life on land? And so that's a big question. So there's, there's certainly other research that shows that there are a lot of challenges facing amphibians. And road mortality is a huge challenge. There's been studies that have shown kind of jaw-dropping numbers of amphibians dying on roads every year. And so um, on top of all those other stressors, uh, they, they need all the help they can get. Since starting the program, the Salamander Crossing Brigades have helped more than 35,000 amphibians to cross the road. But Brett acknowledges that the Crossing Brigade's work is labor-intensive and not necessarily the best solution for the problem. But this is all part of a bigger plan. A better solution for the long term would be to, to have detours around these sites or to temporarily close these roads or in some places they're putting in tunnels to allow the amphibians to pass under the road and to not have to deal with traffic. And I think those all make a lot of sense, but you can't have any of those things until you know where the crossings are and until you have data that justify closing a road, for instance. You wouldn't need to close a road for five salamanders, but you might want to close a road for 500 salamanders on a given night. So part of what our goals are in the long term is to try to inform some of that community-level decision-making and um, get people inspired to think about closing the roads for, for critters every once in a while. 
And it's not just random amphibians crossing here, actually. Spotted salamanders have sight affinity and cross the same roads year after year to use the same exact vernal pools. And we know this because the volunteers keep track. Spotted salamanders have bright yellow polka dots on their backs that are like fingerprints. No two are the same. We've been taking pictures of the spotted salamanders that cross the road at this site for the last four years. And every year we encounter at least one or more individuals who we've moved across the road before, which is really exciting to think of them as individuals and not just a generic salamander. As the night goes on, the rain begins to let up and it starts to feel a little colder. I notice that there seems to be fewer and fewer frogs who are trying to cross. And Brett agrees. It is winding down, yeah. The rain's slowing, the temperature's cooling. This is what happens when things start to slow down. Plus the people start to get wound down a little bit too. Once the night reaches a certain time, everybody gets a little tuckered out. My tally is 21 wood frogs and 30 peepers and one spotted salamander and one redback salamander. But I know Bill was here and he didn't give me his tally. So he'll, my guess is he'll probably double that, which is still uh, for this site, a small night, but it's not nothing. As I walk down the road, it starts to sink in and how many frogs are killed here on a given night in the springtime. Humans, myself included, will never give up cars. And it seems like an endless battle that amphibians can never win. So it really causes me to think about our use of cars and the damage that we're doing without even knowing that we're doing it. And there are nights when people are just driving by. We've got signs up and cones up and people out, and they're still zooming right by. And, you know, that, of course, is upsetting. But the bigger picture of this is that it's hopeful. It's people taking time out of their nights to be uncomfortable in service to another species. It's, it's a really meaningful thing for all of us who are out here to see what's happening, to be part of this amazing phenomenon of the spring amphibian migration, you know, to even witness it, even if you're not helping them across the road, the idea of thousands of amphibians moving across the landscape all at the same time, while the rest of you are indoors, sleeping or um, just tucked away, it's something like special and magical that we all get to be a part of. All right, I'm gonna go grab that frog. Thanks for stopping. Special thanks to Brett Thielen, Bill Stroop, and all of the fellow salamander brigadiers out there in New Hampshire. Since talking with Brett, the Keene City Council voted unanimously to close a street on rainy nights and ensure that the amphibians could cross safely. This is the first road closure like this in the state of New Hampshire. And this all happened due in large part to all of the data gathered by Brett and her volunteers. To see a few photos from the night, a transcript of the story, and a link to the Salamander Brigadier's work, visit animaliapodcast.com. That's A-N-I-M-A-L-I-A podcast.com. Thanks for listening.